Hey, you're listening to Church League Podcast. Taylor Swift happens to be in her Super Bowl era. Uh, good for the Chiefs. Good for all Chiefs fans. It was a great Super Bowl. Well, the second half was anyway. Uh, we talk about uh, best athletes of all time who didn't actually win a championship. And Caitlin Clark gets a few references. So it's going to be a good one. Let's get started. All right. Hey, Church League Podcast. It's Roman, as always, joined by James and Corey. How are you guys? Hola. Hey. Fantastic. Hola. We Hola. did take a Spanish class. Just coming off my Spanish class from last night. Yeah. Sorry I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good one. We got basically five minutes into the curriculum, and that's where we stayed. And people yeah. were like, slow down. Because some people, because <laughs> the, the double L, the yeah, yeah, can't. They just it's, oh, oh, oh. everybody was like doing weird so, things with their tongues. Uh, la, la. So we studied. We did a little bit of um. We did a little bit of early Valentine's Day last night because yeah. it's Valentine's Day today, mm-hmm. and um, so we were cooking dinner and doing the things. And you sent me a message like, "Hey, are you coming tonight?" And it was like six fifty eight, and I'm cooking dinner, and I was like, "No, yeah. I'm not gonna be there." Um, and, and I'm not helpful for that class right now, other than making copies and being sure like the internet works. And I'm barely helpful for that because. In a class setting where I'm not being challenged initially, I'm a distraction. And then, then, then I'm just hanging out with people in the back, like high school. And I'm, it's a bad, it's a bad well, look. That's pretty much yeah. what we were doing last night anyway. Yeah. It's so. fun. I, I missed it. I mean, I thought a week ago, I thought it was fun to see people trying to learn Spanish from our church. And then our Spanish ministry team working with those that are trying to learn English. And I was like, it was a really cool moment to know that we're trying to cross over into different culture and community yeah so i was real excited about that and and it's a it's exciting to have a new ministry kind of happening that we can be a part of but not have to necessarily run yeah and i think it'll it'll get pretty big in this community it'll be something that um, i think our church will gain a lot of um kind of energy from it was fun like i'm i had a i mean i've been to both sessions, two sessions so far and gold star they've listen i want that i want the attendance Certificate. Let's put one up. I'll do it. He's got como estas down pat. There we go. Nailing. We know the name. Quantos años tienes? When you left, did you say a la mañana? <laughs> a la mañana. Mike's, That's where Mike. we're going. To the morning. Mikey so stack, baby. Um, yeah, I, it was um, it was a good time. I'm glad that I really, at some point, we're just going to have a nothing but Spanish episode. Yes. No, we're not. Maybe. We'll try. Hey, if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I'm not very good at Spanish. First semester Spanish love song on YouTube. Yeah. Check it out. I don't know if I copy, there's a copyright for that. but Probably for sure. We didn't play it. I'm just referencing yeah. it. So they're getting YouTube views. It's yeah. hilarious. It's a lot of fun. It was my life initially in the ministry. Um, yeah. Spanish ministry stuff. So, uh, uh, All right. So uh, we know the Super Bowl happened. We're going to talk about that at some point. Uh, but we want to start with some NBA conversation. Um, uh, some NBA trades. There are some teams that are kind of killing it right now. Uh, the Cavs are one of those. Um, Can you say kind of killing it? I mean, they they outlawed bullets for a reason as a mascot. They did. Uh, and well, we're not talking about John Morant, so we're good. Um, <laughs> Yo, so, all right. Listen, Here shots fired. <laughs> Sorry, and guns. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, that's why San Francisco lost Super Bowl. Sorry, yeah, there um, are some teams that are surprisingly doing really well. Yes. So the Cavs, in particular, are maybe not surprising because Darius Garland and um, Donovan Mitchell are an incredible incredible um, yeah. duo um, they're just 
they are on fire at the moment, and seemingly um, just the team's really gelling. Kind They're of still like down. four and a half, five games back from Boston. That's how hot Boston's. Yeah. Boston's um, like lost like twelve games. Yeah, but Boston seems to do that every year. They seem right. to have a, a great, you know, a great regular season. They start to fizzle out towards the end of the season, and that just carries over into the postseason because Jason Tatum decides that he's closer to Steph Curry than he is um, anyone else that's over six eight, which is so dumb to me. I don't understand. Yeah. Like he's he, a large human being. He's different this year. Like, I hope so. Before last night, I think he scored 30 or 40, 40 points last night. He only had two last He only night. had two 40-point games all season. Right. And they're winning a ton of games. So I think Porzingis for the Celtics has yeah. given them a third option that they still don't have necessarily a one. Yeah. But um, but Tatum isn't necessarily the one, but they're better because of it. And I, th- I think for a few years we've been saying that's what needs to happen. So it's been interesting to see that. But um, no, the Cavs look really good. I'm I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan. Yeah, um, it's cool cool to watch. He plays with an edge. He he's from Louisville. Yeah, or what, I don't know if he's he, from. He Louisville. played at Louisville. He played for Louisville. Yeah. Um, Louisville, Louisville, and uh, but I you know I don't even remember him being that remarkable nope. at Louisville. Like he was just kind of your average. Like he was good, but he wasn't like, oh my gosh, this guy's gonna be an NBA star, right? You know? And those teams, Louisville teams back then, they played as a team. Right, right. So it wasn't a setup where you had one player going out and dropping fifty, and you're like, "Wow, that guy's better than everybody else." Like Syracuse with, um, yeah. oh my goodness, who was it? Uh, Carmelo. Yeah, right. You knew Carmelo was great, and everyone else was not gonna. They're just guys yeah. on the team. Louisville had some guys, and Donovan Mitchell was, you know, a key component of that. Uh, probably the obviously the best guy on the team, but um, right. they didn't let him play. Like they only had one guy on the Did team. Did he play on the team with Ware when he snapped his leg in half? It was probably close to that. Good question. It? it probably would have been around the same time. I can now visualize that happening. Though I remember that. Was that was go. a wild. You're welcome. That was wild. Was that was he wasn't a part of the Luke Hancock days? I think he was after. He's you he's, keep talking and I'll think he's said no, it's, no. I mean, so I mean, Louisville has had some great players. I mean, they obviously, um, you know, you, you have a coach like Rick Pitino. They're going to get the most out of their players in general. Yeah. Um, even if it takes giving them something on the side, because that's clearly what he did. Yeah. Which is why. He's now with St. John's, um, which honestly, the fact that he's already made it back to St. Like the level of St. John's is kind of wild to me. Yeah, um, St. John's is on the bubble, by the way. No, I know they, I mean, they gave Marquette everything they could handle. Right. So, um, and I think you give him two or three, four years in a mm-hmm. program like that, and they're going to be good. Yeah, good. well, that's what he does. I mean, he is he is Shocking. genuinely a good coach. I mean, that's that's Bruce Pearl with Auburn. Um, we have really gone into college basketball somehow. Um, <laughs> bye bye NBA. But I mean, so reeling, reeling it back in. I mean, another team that's that's also, you know, kind of feeling it right now. Um, Golden State. They have won nine of their last twelve. Uh, no, nine of their last eleven, I believe. And they are seemingly clicking, uh, figuring it out. They have uh, Jonathan Kaminga, who they finally let have some. Some legitimate playing time. He's starting mainly because Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins were just like they could not figure their game out for a hot minute. And it is there are moments that Jonathan Kaminga has where in that looks unreal to me. The his like how fast he can get like his jump speed up yeah. is wild how fast it is. He is an ex- incredibly explosive athlete. Um, but also he plays within the system, which is nice. 
Wonder uh, does that mean Looney has not been playing? Because I know mm-hmm. the uh, the stats with him when he's on the floor is just absolutely he, terrible. Yeah, they he looked terrible the other night. Well, he's he? he's out of the starting lineup. The starting lineup now is uh, Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Kaminga, Draymond Green. It's a good lineup. Uh, and it it to me it feels a lot like their their small ball death lineup back in the day with Sean Livingston. Yeah. Um. And but you replace Sean Livingston with Jonathan Kaminga, someone who is incredibly more explosive, and it is a, it is a that's wild. I mean, like yeah. if Kaminga can figure out defense to the level that Andrew Wiggins is now currently playing, I mean they well one that what people people always talk about the flashy threes and how great they were offensively back in the day. They were always ranked top five in defense every year. Yeah, and so when you, I mean. You know, when you factor that in, I mean, that's really what won them the championships. People don't talk about that. But, I mean, they were so good defensively um, that, I mean, the threes helped them score over, you know, 110, 115 or whatever. But they were also shutting you down, uh, which it's is It's interesting impressive. to watch that team play. They seem to, ha- they seem to have a pretty good um, situation going with yeah. managing these new guys. But um, you'll see guys waiting for the pass out to the three. And he'll go ahead and shoot the layup, and that's weird to some of those guys. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some guys like put their hands in there, like what the heck, pass out for the three, and he's like, I'm just going to dunk this basketball. Right, right. So um, that just shoot the three mentality went went away a couple years ago, I think. Right for, for um, when they won their last championship for the Warriors. Yeah, and they they shot more twos and they were more efficient than they'd ever been, but uh, with this lineup they have and these young guys. And then Moody does not look startable. Well, to keep no. the floor spread. I mean, yeah. you start bringing it in the paint. You know, you actually got to honor the. Th- you know, you got to play the line and you got to play the paint. You know. All right. Hey, Donovan Mitchell, twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen in Louisville. Okay. Damian Lee was on the twenty fifteen team. Yeah. No, Luke Hancock. That was probably twenty twelve or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think they they won a championship and then lost it and they gave it back. Yep. But um, yeah. So for Nolan Furtig, for Rick Leach, all these guys, they're going to be rolling their eyes that we couldn't remember that. It's for you. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. Austin, I'm sure you're listening to this. <laughs> we just talked about camp yesterday. Yes. No, um, um, the Warriors look look a lot better. I mean, we were a week ago. We are like panic mode. They need to make trades. They're in trouble. Yeah. They didn't make any trades. No. They look good right now. Draymond back helps a lot. They're, Draymond plays younger than he is. Right. And I think he really galvanizes a young team that's – you got players that are trying to make their mark in the NBA. Right, yeah, yeah they you need got to. you got a couple of guards. I can't even tell you their names, but um, but they're out there. Budzinski, <laughs> yeah, they he's a, so they call him Pods. He mean no. he's he's a he, uh, he he's coming in and like honestly he's a shock, right? He, he's a he's a lefty who can shoot the ball pretty well. Um, he also seems to be a more defensive minded guard to come in. Who's he's um, Podzinski. On what team? For the Warriors. Really? Yeah. Uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's Brandon. Yeah. So he is. I mean, I also like we, we so talked about a Lester Quinones too yes. plays a lot. Yeah. That's the one I couldn't remember, and I'm like, is hold on, is this the like, um, what would you do, guy for like the gotcha news that comes oh, in? Yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Classic. <laughs> so you know, we Close. talked about we talked about Rick Pitino getting the most out of his guys. I don't think Steve Kerr gets enough credit for being a legitimately good coach. Yeah. I mean, yes. When you have the greatest shooter of all time on your team, and arguably, we, people would have argued maybe up until this up until this year that Clay is arguably the second greatest shooter of all time if he were to get a few more stats. Um, that 
you know, that kind of like, so that, you know, obviously it's easy, makes coaching a little bit easier. I mean, and I'm sure that it does, but to see these young guys come up and be as good as they are, yep. like that is, that's coaching. That's how good did, how good does Jordan Poole look right now? He looks like a trash. How man. good did he look two years, three yeah, years he ago? He fantastic. So it's not like Steve Kerr just inherited the greatest shooter of all time. Right. And I'm not saying Steph Curry wasn't a great shooter in college. Right. But at Davidson, he was a great driver. He made some some good shots. He was a great shooter. Yeah. But he has become the greatest shooter all, of all time through a lot of his own personal decision-making to yeah. shoot thousands and thousands of shots and, and do it right. But – he has the right system, the right coach, mm-hmm. and they created that system for him. Steve Kerr and the management for the Warriors knew we've got something special, like the Ravens have with Lamar Jackson, and it hasn't yeah. been as successful, but they said, you know, we're going to sell out for this, and this is who we are. And yeah. it had it created a dynasty. And well, with the Kerr, was, Kerr was a part of that in his playing right. days. So right, right. So yeah, he was he the big, that. perfect coach yeah. for that. Um, and it's wild. Part of the... Um, the two of the best teams ever, the Bulls that um, won the most games, and then the Warriors won the most games. Yeah, as a coach. So yeah, I, I mean, well, and and a lot. Of, one of the arguments is that he inherited that team from Mark Jackson, um, but they, they were not, and they were nowhere near as efficient with Mark Jackson as they were with Steph, as they were with Steve Kerr. And it was a, it was an immediate difference. It wasn't like yeah. it changed. It wasn't like there. I mean, they were gradually getting better, but it wasn't. It was not the same. It was so. Mark different. Jackson's coaching where now? No, he's an analyst. So right? if he was that good of yeah, a if coach, he was that good, he'd, he'd be, be coach. coaching somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So I think Kerr was able to take what Mark Jackson started, put some really good system behind it, yeah, and keep players from like Draymond from imploding a team like that when you add yeah. KD or you have Curry and you have Clay, and I'm sure Clay has a personality on that team too. Oh, absolutely. I can see his frustration, and some of that is in his own, in himself. Yeah. He's frustrated and he's not as quick or as, as good because of mm-hmm. injuries than he used to be. He's still he, – you look at his stats, and if he was just a guy on the free agent market, every team would be running after him. Yeah, everybody. I've always been so curious to see what he would do on another team without that duo. It's Yeah, like in a Ray Allen spot where you're just – Put him in the corner. I, I mean, I I think that he's the kind of player that can fit any system just because of what his ability is. Yeah, like the ultimate catch and shoot guy. Um, but he's not. I don't think he's gonna, he's not going to go somewhere and be a one. No, no, no. But I, yeah. I don't. I don't think that that's what. I, I don't think that's what he's trying to be either. Like I yeah. don't think that's his mindset. No. I think in this. I think in the second second wave of guys, he expects to be. Oh. When Curry's on the, f- so it used oh, to be yeah. he had all the rope in the world to like miss a few shots, and you're still going to give him the ball. When oh Curry's yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the court. Now that's not even the case. Now it's like let Kaminga drive it. You right. don't have to pass it out or let these other guys shoot it, and he, that's taken some time. So he, now he has to be really efficient. Well, and it's because he can't just miss shots and say, so well, what, he's one of the best. Tore his Achilles. Right. I mean, like we're, I mean, we're coming. He has injuries like back to back years yeah. that. That some people don't like can never even come back from, mm-hmm, and yeah. so I, a lot of that isn't even like just his fault. It's his body failing him, which kind of sucks. Because like, if you take those away and he's still healthy, like golly, man. I mean, that's wild. I think they win. Um, that na- I think they. I say national championship. They win the finals if he doesn't get hurt that year. Yeah. Um, with his knee, I I think that you know obviously the Warriors stay, I don't know, more in contention. That also means that they might not have Jonathan Kaminga. Like the Warriors have also been blessed by injury, which is weird. Except for that Wiseman pickup, right? But, but I mean, they like, traded, and I mean, I'm sure they got some good out of that. But that was right. Um, 
I think stuff. actually that trade ended up being Brandon Podzingis. Okay. Uh, Podzinski, sorry, Podzinski. I, I mixed him and Porzingis together. <laughs> right. um, and so it is, I mean, Jason White doesn't even play, dude. It's wild. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's also Detroit. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it has been, it's now fun to watch the Warriors again. And it's not that it wasn't, it's not that it wasn't fun, but it wasn't, it was like, all right, Curry has to score 60. Yeah. And we're, we might still lose. Which he happened. scored nine the other day and they, they, they did just fine. Yeah. Um, Who's at the top of the Western Conference right now? Uh, that would be T-Wolves. the Timberwolves. Yeah, thirty-eight. Okay, OKC and the Timberwolves. Yep. No one's talking about that at all. That's no. wild. OKC has been at the top, and the Timberwolves have been fighting for it. And you expect Lakers, Warriors, all these conversations, Phoenix, all these teams. Yeah. You got Oklahoma City. Yeah. Who are like what the Warriors were when, when they were starting the, this dynasty, right? Um, a bunch of young guys putting a yeah. team together. It's the opposite of that. They're all long. They're all yeah, like Shaggy, all, yeah, yeah Chad Holmgren, <laughs> Josh Giddy. Yeah, is, I don't know if we can even talk about him on the yeah. podcast. But then um, the the Timberwolves, which I don't really believe in their like team dynamic to be able to hold right. it together. But um, but the Western Conference seems to be more wide open than it's ever been. So if you get the Warriors in the play in, and they're playing one of those teams initially, I'm not ruling them out. Never. Yeah. You can't like the reality is I don't think you can ever rule the Warriors out. They're like eventually. <laughs> I mean Steph Steph made I mean Steph in the first quarter the other day made six threes. He yeah. made he made five in the fourth quarter the other day. I mean like you can't do anything about that because in a lot of those instances he was double teamed five feet behind the arc and he made it anyway. He made Bradley Bill look like a fool the other night against. Yeah, Phoenix don't that go shot. for the steal, buddy. It's Maybe. a great idea. Yeah, great and idea. He, he he knew as soon as he said as soon as Bradley Bill went for the steal, he's like, all I got to do is catch that pass and I've got an open shot. And he just turned his shot. Yeah, and he turned his shot like in between half court and three point line. And that is a it. bad shot selection for anyone else in the history of the NBA. And Steph makes those every Minus time. And he every. said he said three things. He said I have. Irrational confidence, my mm-hmm. faith in God, and I practice. Yeah, there you go. Practice, practice. I put in the work. I believe I can hit any shot on the court, and it's who God's created me to be. Yeah. And I was like, that's a great answer. That's fantastic. Well, with is. the the Western Conference right now, from one to ten, I mean, all these guys are. I mean, they're all competitors. I mean, I think it's yeah. Western Conference is going to be good. I mean. 12, yeah, ga- twelve game difference between one and ten. And the Knicks are sneaky number two in the Eastern Conference. I think that I think the Knicks. It, so well, the Knicks right now are four. Are they four? <laughs> yeah. So a week ago they were up at yeah. So I mean, it's amazing. between two and four. There's only a two game difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hot take. I think the Knicks are going to make it to the finals. Really? I think Ooh. I think adding Bogdanovich pushes them over um, over with depth. I think Jalen Brunson wants it more than anyone else in the Eastern Conference. Did you see that play the other day? The game, they uh, they appealed a loss the other day? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, uh, did you see it? I, I did not see it. I just saw that they there appealed it. There was like, it. A, it was a deep three at the end of the game. And yeah. Brunson jumped up, and after looking at the review, he went straight up, no contact. They called a, th- a foul. Yeah, yeah. They, they ended up losing at the line, and oh, they, they appealed it. They said, I think... In 20 years, there's only been like six teams to win the appeal. But, I mean, it was clear as day, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. I yeah. think they have a couple days. Uh, it's so. shocking that the NBA struggles with changing calls. That's that wild. They have, they have yeah, video evidence for. A lot of pride. Yep. A lot of pride. Right. You can watch it on the TV. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. So what, what trades were you most impressed by? Uh, I mean, I, the Bogdanovich trade to the Knicks, to me, is is the best upgrade for a team dynamic. 
right. that, that actually makes the team better on every level because he's great defensively, he's great offensively, and you don't have to design a bunch of plays for him because the the Knicks system is really simple. It's it's pick and roll with Jalen Brunson and it's ISO Julius Randle. Thank you, JJ Redick. Yeah. Um, and Bogdanovich doesn't need you to run a bunch of plays for him. He can get thrown in that pick and roll. He can have you can have the ISO with Julius Randle, and then he can kick out to Bogdanovich. I mean, and you know he's going to play scrap. You know he's going to get rebounds. You know he's going to get assists yeah. and, and and play within the system. Um, it's like a it's like what. It's like what we would expect Clay Thompson to do with the Warriors, right. right? Like fit the system and make it run without really people being like, "Oh my gosh, this is the greatest upgrade." He was showing that he could he could play real mean, meaningful minutes for a team that didn't matter. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he was one of the two guys we can name from the Pistons. Yeah, that really messed that up for us. Yeah, Alec Burks is the other guy in that trade, right? Um, and that's coming back to New York. And I yeah, think, I think the Knicks are real excited about that because he fits that system as well. Yes, a lot of defense. He's a he. They need some depth. Yeah, I think getting a guy who who's already bought into the system really helps. That's right. a, that's a really sneaky smart trade. Well, I mean, I think and they picked up Ananobi earlier. Yeah. So like, I mean, they're they got Dante DiVincenzo, Taj, Taj Gibson, which is some great veteran presence. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you have Josh Hart. I mean, they get great minutes from Hartenstein. Um. I mean, they have they have great depth, and their starting five is also good, which is. The most dangerous thing you can have in the playoffs yeah. is have a solid starting five who who run their system well, and then you have people that come off the bench that immediately fit that system that the level doesn't really drop off that much because they gel and they understand their role and they play well together, uh, which is why I think they'll beat Boston. I think if the Knicks get anything out of their second group, you know, meaningful minutes, yeah. they're going to be because their their first group has to has to really do well to kind of keep them. Their margins aren't as they're a little more thin than, than some other teams, especially yeah. when you get to the playoffs. I think I'm I'm I think Jalen Brunson is the best player in the Eastern Conference, not named Giannis. Yeah. And 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 I and he's shown that already um this season. And he was showing it last season, but it's wild to think like he was playing with Luka Doncic two seasons two years ago, and he looked like just your average point guard. And you know you give him the ball consistently, and you run the offense around him. Like holy cow, look what look what can happen. Hey, I'm um. This is a homer take for me, but I'm I'm kind of excited what the Pacers did. Oh, they're good, dude. They're um, real good. They got rid of Buddy Hield, which you think, man, he's a good shooter. Sixers need somebody. The Pacers got two guys, two picks, and some cash for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the guys they got, you know, McDermott and some. Quark Moss. They're not Doug guys. McDermott. Yeah, they're not yes, guys that you're Dougie necessarily gonna. You're gonna, you know, be super excited about. They got two second round picks out of that, and some cash considerations. So, like, yeah. I think they're staying young, staying relevant. And those picks might, I, I could see them turning that into a, a player if they need it in the future. Right. You know, second round picks aren't that big a deal in the NBA, but, um, but you know, having the, those options, I think, is good for a team that's still young, still trying to yeah. figure it out. Um. Ooh. I don't know. Some they got some washed up. I say washed up guys. You know, I I want Gordon Hayward to be good. Yeah, but um, the Hornets dropped him off to the Thunder. The oh, Thunder needs right. someone. You know, they've got um, some injuries right now. They're I think trying. The to Hornets f- are like unloading people. They just waived Kyle yeah. Lowry. Yeah, and Should've they waived w- Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he just went to the Sixers. Kyle Big Booty Lowry. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And he's still got. I think he's still got games to play. Right, I agree. Yeah. So the Sixers need some. The Sixers that's a great pickup. I Sixers need that. something that's right a great now. Pickup. That'll help them kind of hang around till. Um, well, it'll it allows, comes back. It allows Tyrese Maxey 
legit time off the bench and there still be some production because right now once maxi sits down they're getting nothing out of their point guard yeah and so kyle lowry can at least run the offense and give him a few like flops or whatever you well, know that's I mean, easy like, money dude he got waived there are a lot of teams that aren't in contention yeah, contention dropping players and just so there weren't a lot of really good players to pick up that are going to change the dynamic of any playoff teams necessarily but the, the mavs tried hard to pick up some players uh pat beverly to the bucks it is what it is. They need yeah. more defense. I think he's not as good defensively as he has been in the past. Right. Uh, well, he's getting old. Yeah, he is. I think uh, that Washington, the Mavs, I think, is a piece for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So we'll see what that does. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if they can get that team to play like they need them to. But, um, right. you know, it was a kind of a lackluster NBA trade deadline. Did you say – Did you? Do we talk about – Dinwiddie to the Lakers. Did you say that or did I not hear it? No, not yet. And I, that was like post post trade deadline. Yeah. I mean I, I think that like Spencer Dinwiddie is a good pickup for them just because it's another yet again, I mean it's it's another like, potential offensive weapon that is that is usable. Like he's not like he's not scrub. Like he can yeah. score the bucket and he score, you know, and get a bucket yeah. for you. But I don't like the Lakers are pretty solid. He's gonna fight hard because he's trying to get that dollar for that uh win in the finals. <laughs> Contract incentives are wild, dude. A dollar. A dollar to win the NBA Finals. That's is a joke. Cool. That's crazy. Well, I think the Lakers thought they were going to have to give up more yeah. to get another player. And for him to get picked up after the trade down without having to trade. Yeah. It was a good deal for them. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, all, all around kind of lackluster. I thought the Warriors were going to have to do more, but they seemed to pick it up right when they right when they needed to, I guess. And you look at a team like that that's young. I'm, I'm proud of them for not – you know, taking a risk on someone that's probably not going to really help them in the long term and just go ahead and say, you know, we're, we're going to stick with what we got. Um, you know, I've seen teams, Phoenix, Lakers, back in the day, you pick up washed-up players yeah. and you try to, you know, hopefully they got one more year in them, so you're, like, picking up Carl Malone after you shouldn't have been or something like that. <laughs> Old and, Carl. And then you're like, oh, wow, this didn't work out. I'm like, yeah, it's shocking. He's so, 46. I mean, they, yeah. It seems like teams right now that can play their cards right and hang on to good players. And um and not make not reach for moves that aren't necessary. I yeah. think it's better than you know. But no, right. You get LeBron, he's got what, a couple more opportunities and then he's gonna be done. So I could see the Lakers trying to get desperate again, but Well let's also like I wanna hold on. I just wanna make sure that Lakers I'm not, have gone seven and three in the past I'm not 10, a so. crazy yeah. human being. I no, hold on, stop. I don't wanna make the Lakers my favorite team on the CBS app. It was already there. So I'm like <laughs> these are LeBron's stats for this season. Sure. 25 points a game, mm-hmm. eight assists, seven rebounds. No, I'm not saying LeBron's not playing well. No, no, I know, yeah. but, like, I mean, that is a – listen, to say that this individual only has a couple more years, and you're – like, many people say that, right? That's wild to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's averaging 25 points in the NBA. He's A 25, 8, and 7 guy is an all-star. That's how wild. How many more years do you think he'll play? He said he wants to play at least one with his son. Yeah, and so he's got his son has at least this he's, season, next season. He may it may take all four years in, the, in college for him to be relevant for them. It might be though. But, well, I don't know. His dad secured him an NBA roster. I'd spot. give him four to five years on LeBron. See, that's the thing. I don't know if I don't know if LeBron's age, not his output, right. but his age, is going to make any team jump for what it's going to cost to get him, unless he just opts out of his contract. It becomes easy to pick up. Somebody's going to do it just for the tickets. I listen. I, I could see him opt out of his contract because he doesn't need the money. Yeah, and then get well, he picked said up that. for a team. He said he would. He he said that he would. He would, you know, receive league minimum to play with his son. Like he was like, if that's what it took, that's what I'd do. Yeah. He so that's why I said. 000. That's why I said he guaranteed his son. 
a roster spot on in the NBA because who league minimum and the amount of money that your team makes just because you have LeBron James on your team. Yeah. Like I'm not a Bronny hater, but is he talking actual game minutes or just practicing with your son in the same jersey? Because I don't know if Bronny's gonna get play. No, in the he NBA. wants to play. He's he ain't worried about practicing with so him. So like right. when are you gonna get on the court at the same time as him if he's not good enough to be on the court? Well let's be real. Wherever Le- LeBron goes, he is half coach. I I don't know. I mean you tell me NFL and NBA is different, right? But Bill Belichick, greatest of all time, right? In a lot of conversations, um, until the last Super Bowl happened, then you got to have a different conversations, Fair. right? We could talk about that later. We will. But the fact that he's not coaching anywhere, right, tells me that not everybody cares about what you've done in the past. And I'm not saying that yeah. LeBron's not the greatest of all time or any of that kind of stuff, but there may not be a team out there that says we'll take on LeBron and have to play Bronny to work this out in his last years. Yeah. I think he's basketball smart enough to know, you know, family aside, he, he, I think he's got the intelligence to know when and where he should be playing. I'm going to, he's not a starting five. And you got, and they both have to be healthy. Sure. So there's a lot of things that could happen. It may not, I would, I would love to like, what's the over under of LeBron and Bronny actually playing meaningful minutes for a team somewhere in the next five years. I think, I think it's less likely than likely. Oh, I'm I'm all in. I think I think he. I I'm think, not saying. Yeah, you're delusional about LeBron. That's fine. I know. No, no, that. no. I think I'm saying I think LeBron guaranteed that because of of nothing but money that the the team received. It's not even about winning games at that point. Because yeah. I mean, all right, it, who cares? It's a circus act at that point if it's not legitimate. So what team out there is LeBron put, still getting twenty five? Is it eight, Charlotte? Seven? Is it Charlotte? Is that the team? Is it the Wizards? Yeah, he's not going to get his his uh, ideal market out of this, but he's going to get a team. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm because if he's a, on the Wizards with Bronny, I'm not watching that. I have a dumb, I have a dumb theory that people aren't aren't going to believe, but I think he's going to Golden State wholeheartedly. I don't like a Golden State rebuild. No, because like, here's the reality: that's that's Steph Curry near the end of his career, and then near, near the end of his prime or whatever. That's I mean, if if Clay and Draymond are still there, that's fine. LeBron's going to give you meaningful minutes. Why not add Bronny to that mix for a little while? It doesn't really matter. You're going to have to rebuild in two years anyway. Use it as a trade piece. Because these the management of these NBA teams saw 10, 20 years ago that well, Bob Myers Carl and, Malone didn't well, Bob, work. But Bob Myers is not going to go do right? that. So the person that would have that I would have never the person that I would have said was never going to make that happen is yeah. Bob Myers, who's no longer with the with no longer yeah. with the organization. If that happens. You might you just the Golden State AARPs is what they are. And LeBron James has stated that he wants to play with one player in the NBA, and that's Steph Curry. Yeah. There's one player in the NBA that he wants to play with. So and is that why they were? And he's tight with Draymond too. So they're hanging out the Super Bowl together. So that's the conspiracy I mean, theory. I'm, I'm just saying, like it's. I think it's possible. Bronny's also not a scrub. Like he's good. He's good at basketball. The fact that he had a heart attack sucks. Right, but I don't know if he's the best player on his team at USC. He's a rookie. He's a freshman. I, know, I mean, but, like, but LeBron in high school would have been the best player but, on that USC team. But he right doesn't. Now. But he, he's not trying to be his dad. He's not I his know. dad though. He's, I know, but he's a like, point guard shooter. It is. It's going to be an interesting turn of events. I think. I, I, th- I think. I think he's better than you think he is. So yeah. I. But I. I think LeBron James. But Bronny. I hate calling him Bronny. Yeah. LeBron James Jr. But Bronny. Yeah. I think. I think he's legitimate. Yeah. I don't think um, he's done anything yet. He's. He's been minute restricted the entire season. Sure. So. Give him a little bit of credit. I know. Like but he's not like, bad. Get that but ticker straight and play some here's, ball. Here's the reality. There was a discussion about him going straight to the NBA. Oh, this is never going to happen. 
All he's right. not that so, good. No, he's so not that good. That's the level that we that's been talked about, and that's not his fault. But that's the level that he was kind of put at. And now he goes to college, has some health issues, is minutes restricted, has all these reasons, and I'm not saying they're excuses, but he's obviously not a straight to the NBA guy. And then oh, of course when not. that window closes, the 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 dialogue around him maybe he may not be. Well, I mean, Michael Jordan had sons that played in college. They're not NBA guys, of course, right? So. Right. I, he's going to be somewhere in between. I think he's wildly talented, but it's just it takes so much. And I think quickly the "What have you done for me lately?" it 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 applies to everyone. If it if it applies to the greatest coaches or the greatest players, I think at some point LeBron, it'd be really good for him to leave with grace. I think best case and scenario, and he's still relevant, so he doesn't need to leave. I'm not saying he needs to go anywhere, but to hang on too long doesn't make a ton of sense. And to put that on your kid is a lot of pressure. Best case scenario, he's a point guard. That's he's got that going for him. That's what he I on mean, the team with LeBron, who's a point guard. That's the position that he wants to play. I know that's what I I'm mean, saying. Right, yeah, so like right. that's, I think he has a better better chance coming in as a point guard than anything else. Right. Yeah. Because that point you're managing, you could be a uh, a Rondo or something. You know, somebody that just plays defense and controls the floor. I mean, pass it to your dad or you pass it to Steph. You're wide open. Easy. Yeah, well, but Rondo. Rondo was an elite oh, yeah, no, player I'm coming definitely out of college not comparing too. The two, but yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's that's what's interesting is you look at guys like Rondo or Beverly or some of these other players, they were elite to make it to the NBA. It just it's yeah. it's interesting. You, you put Bronny in front yeah. of uh, Brunson right now, and you're going to have problems. Right. But like you know, give him some yeah. time. I think you know his last name is James. The yeah. hype was so big from the day he was born that you know it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Sometimes people don't see things clearly when you're talking about LeBron James. Yeah. I, I can be that guy sometimes. Stop. I think it. the Phoenix you, you do not think clearly when it comes to LeBron James. I, Come on. Come on. Don't say you're not biased. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not great. I just don't think he's the greatest of all time and how I'm and we don't need to this is not the podcast for the greatest be. of all time conversation. No. But I just don't think that I think he is somewhere down the list. If you take numbers to me, don't matter as down, much as down the list? that's so wild. You just play baseball. How does number not matter? Because it doesn't. The, the context of the team, and there's a lot of scenarios that I value. I value. I'm not saying you have to value this, but I value other things more than numbers. And so I don't think he's better than a few other players when it comes a f- to a few overall. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's wild. Um, by the way, I'm not alone on this take, by the way. So I know, but I will say that uh, Bronny James's stats are very similar to Donovan Mitchell's stats in college. Just want to throw that out there. Um, he averages eight points, five rebounds, three assists. Donovan Mitchell, 11 points, four rebounds, two assists. Donovan Mitchell played with five other NBA guys on that 2015-2016 team. There's no winning. There's no winning. It's no, impossible. no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm saying, saying like, we were just talking college. about Donovan Mitchell not being the, the main guy because he had other players. But who he's the main guy now. He's a star. Yeah, I know. But in the college ranks, they had other stars around him, so they played as a team and they were successful. USC has no one else. And Le- and Bronny is their guy, is he? See how see five years from now, how many of those USC guys on this current team, including Bronny, are in the NBA or even legitimately G League guys? I don't, I still th- I mean I don't know the stats are similar, so I mean it's possible. You're gonna regret this conversation if he doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. You. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. So I mean, speaking of regret, the waste management open people had lots of regrets. Yeah, they were. <laughs> There were there were issues. I think the, people were rowdy. The waste management open 
as a host had regrets, but I don't think the, the fans had any No, regrets. fans had zero. Yeah, the fans maybe had zero regrets other than people who, <laughs> Until like... Until the next morning. They, like, woke up and they were like, why is there mud all over me? Because right. they didn't realize what happened. Um, but, yeah, there was, a ra- there was rain in Phoenix, which yeah. happens half a year. Half, like, and by half, I mean, like, half of a 30-minute period in the year one time. Yeah. Um, and... That's wild. That was that rain is really unfortunate. That has never happened. But yeah, I mean, like they, I don't know, Corey, you were talking about it. They like they shut down. They they stopped letting people in. They like cut alcohol off early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it got it got out of hand more than I guess it ever has. It was it, that's always an interesting um, golf tournament to watch because you know if you're not interested in watching golf, you know it can kind of get boring. Well, and it's right before the right. Super Bowl. But the the fans. Hole 16 is wild. Yes. And so the fans were cheering more for people falling down in the mud than they were for the players. Right. And then the players, for the most part, were handling it well until Zach Johnson got angry. He tied for 60th, by the way. (laughs) He hasn't won much. And he's he's a better golfer than I could ever dream of being. Oh, of course. But um, that's not the audience to kind of complain. No, not, not there. Because golf needs... They don't need Woodstock fans, and that's what it looked like. It looked like right. it looked wild. Now Woodstock, I don't want to put them in the category. Like it was a peaceful celebration, right? Sure, but it was wild. Yeah, Phoenix Open was, um, and so players just kind of have to deal with it. Yeah, because it's marketable. Yeah, and it's going to be there. They're not going to turn the the waste management Phoenix Open into something else. And you know, waste management loves the look they get from this. <laughs> It fits oh, of course. It's oh. trashy. It fits. Yes, right? it is. It's yeah. it's the perfect sort of it's the Tiger Woods effect too. And I'm not saying the trashy part of it, but just fans being able to yell, fans being able to follow players, fans being able to make an experience. Yeah. Tiger Woods made golf something that was a spectator sport. And you can't yeah. turn back from that. And if you do, it's a mistake. Well, it seems like this, the waste management open, it's like it was a grab at like another generation. They were like yeah. going for the bros and the frat guys and like and I'm, you know, we've lost yeah. Tiger. Let's go ahead and grab. Let's try to grab another uh, generation of fans. Yeah. It seems more like a live golf event. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate it that um, you know, aren't they all the, live golf events now? The <laughs> purists are kind of upset about it. Um, I, I, I think it is smart that they limited alcohol. It was getting way out of control. Yeah, I mean, they had some guys that could barely walk. Yeah. Um, I mean, How you watch some of his videos. Get, Un- unreal. <laughs> so I'm, I know a guy that went to the Waste Management Open, yeah. and I asked him after you had sent me that article or whatever. I asked him, and he was like, "Well, I was drinking from like the morning until the evening for like three days, and didn't seem that wild to me." And I'm like, "Well, I mean, that's because <laughs> you, you couldn't see straight." You were, and he did go back and go. Well, I know he's like, I didn't notice that they were turning people away. I didn't notice yeah. that they had cut alcohol off early i guess on the third and four on the fourth day i can't remember which day yeah. like um he's like i didn't notice that um he's like but he's like i can tell you that this is i don't he's like this is the wildest environment i have ever been at the guy made a birdie and they were throwing beer cans onto the onto the green that's wild dude. no that's that's where it stops that's wild i that's mean crazy. you know the groundskeepers are cringing at that oh like, yeah it's so, so hard to keep this nice you know, picked it up Beer, alcohol. If, that was, if stuff like grass, that continues, do where you're truly ruining courses and right. the money that's involved, that will stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned Tiger earlier. By the way, he. I don't know. If we, we didn't talk about this. So he's not. He's not with Nike anymore. He has his own brand. I didn't know that he was coming out with his own brand. I saw the I I saw the yeah. hype video for it yesterday. Really? It's, Sunday it's best. Sunday red. Sunday red. Sunday oh, that's red. Cool. Um, and it, the, t- the logo itself is honestly like. I'll pull it up. It's a little. 
awkward the logo yeah. itself the 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 stuff that he's come out with is super nice but the logo is a little weird so do you think there's a better chance of um tiger playing with his son in meaningful <laughs> pro athletic sports than well, LeBron and Bronny. Yes, he's doing the pro am. I know. I mean, Tiger's son, I think, Charlie's has more legit, potential. Dude. Charlie has more potential. There it is. The Tiger's That's little, cool. That's the, cool. The Tiger is a little awkward. I, I mean, it's yeah. not bad by any means. I like that the Sunday Red yeah. is all like individual. Tiger's playing the Genesis Open this year. Uh, is so he? So he's in. Yeah. Is he, that he is dominates that, that event? Is that his tournament? Um, he's won it a lot. I don't yeah. know if it's his or not. But that's so he's going to play that. That's a big deal. No, I I like like I said I like. Like the logo overall, and like the branding itself, the tiger itself seems. I get it with the stripes or whatever. It seems I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's the the stripes on the end. I don't know. You guys take a look. You guys, you know, that are listening, take a look at the logo. It tells what you think. I um, it's a bold move. Yeah. I mean that also hurts a lot of other brands. Didn't did I see um, where he paired with TaylorMade on clubs though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with Taylor. Okay. He's so Taylor no longer clubs. Was it Callaway before? Uh, no, Nike. It was, it was Nike. Nike before. He went but from Nike, Nike got away from golf in uh, general, didn't they? They they just had or clothing. Trying to. Yeah, they were. I think they were just kind of trying to get out. Yeah. Yeah. This is basically their perfect out. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's be real. Tiger they had was, a good run. Tiger was was Nike golf. What's the club? There's some clubs out that something X, not DMX. Ah, uh, <laughs> you're gonna make me lose my mind. <laughs> what? Um, the, there's a club out there that um, even. Um, Pat McAfee was talking to somebody the other day at the Super Bowl, interviewing people, and there's some like a, a club brand out there that I'd never heard of, but that's wildly popular. PXG, PXG, yeah. PXG. Yeah, they are PXG. Wildly expensive. Yeah. They're a great. They're. I mean, like I know, people talk about. They need to get like, DMX to be a sponsor. He's dead. Um, X, that's sad. X gonna give it to Earl you. Simmons. He's gone. Um, I mean, they are. <laughs> they could. I'm sure they could convince the family to to get get mm. some royalties off his music. To be honest. Just to put that in perspective, Rest in peace. one yeah. of so one of PXG's lower end iron sets, twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, like that's that is like as cheap as it goes for PXG. Like they're super, they are they are an expensive brand of clubs, um, unnecessarily. I feel like golf in general has gotten super expensive. Oh, I know. Like man. it's like top of the line. Like you got to be luxurious with everything. Like get out of yeah. here, dude. I'm yeah. wearing tennis shoes out there. <laughs> I think I still have a wood wood in my bag. It's that's outrageous. Just for the fun of it. Well, I mean, why not? I will say, <laughs> when you hit that thing right, though, like yeah. you hit a wood club right, like, yeah. You it's and like a wood bat. out there, yeah. I mean, I'm not out there trying to be elite, so just give me something. I'm, no. I'm, um, you know, I'm just trying to tin cup it. I will say the best you golf I've ever shovel. played was on a rental set of clubs, and it was yeah. like the nice, it was like the clubhouse, like, demo set, and it was yeah. the best round I've ever played. I'm like a guy that plays with the Goodwill found set. Yeah, but not intentionally. Yeah, oh, they're good. just what I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. It, it's funny to watch all these old men have a massive bag of clubs and they hit one club. They every hit time. one club. Bobby the whole P. Baby. Time. Bob. Bob Patterson. <laughs> Bob Patterson. I know you're not listening to this. So I'm gonna say whatever. Listen, the just fairway driver, a hybrid and a putter. I could yeah. save you yeah. a ludicrous amount of weight and time yeah. and money. You only you only need two clubs. You need a putter and whatever that awkward. Three wood hybrid thing Love is I like just club. like just he hits it straight, hits it 150, 200 yards. Yep. Every it's now and much then much more successful than me going left to right in the yep. sand in the water. Yeah. Every now and then, he, and they don't swing hard. That's organ. the key. No. The older guys, they're just like you can't swing hard is. at that age. Yeah, dude, Trust me, I'm yeah. getting there. <laughs> I, but like when I try to slow down, it's the worst. Like I don't, I don't get it. I don't yeah. understand. Like I become, I, I don't get it. I don't, I, I lose my mind. It's not good. 
Maybe I just need golf lessons. That's probably how that works. Yeah, don't do that. That's a waste um, of money. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going to go ahead and move into the Super Bowl conversation here. Uh, oh, wait, no, wait, hold on. I wanted to talk one more about one more thing I meant to talk about with, with, with basketball. Corey and I watched the ending of the I of the uh, Iowa Nebraska game. Yep. And spoilers: Iowa lost. Um, Caitlin Clark needed what, eight points with like nine minutes to go. She needed like eight or ten points. Yeah. To um, to break the record for Kelsey Plum. Now, evidently, there's another scoring record for yeah. a player way back in the day that um, I don't know how it didn't. Yeah, qualify into whatever the Kelsey yeah. Plum record is, but she could beat that one too. Which that would be the ultimate, right? I'm the greatest woman basketball player of all. I time. mean, she'll obviously beat Kelsey Plum's record. Yes, um, at some point. But you know, people. I think a lot of people thought that she was going to do it in the Nebraska game. Um, the ending of that game was rough, was tough to watch. Yeah, it was. It was putting Caitlin Clark in a lot of not great positions with the ball, uh, basically saying, "Figure it out." They were trying to you watched, the issue. you watched, yeah, yeah. you watched yeah. a lot of people. Once she got the ball, just stand there and not move. So like, it was kind of worst case scenario for her. Also, that's poor coaching in my opinion. She can't wait till that scoring record thing's done. Oh, I, I mean, bet. it's at the top left corner of the screen. Just hey, let it happen points. naturally. It's gonna happen. She has a good team around her. Yes, they are and good. If, if she was just taking the double team because they were running triangle and two, they were running. Yeah. Um, double team on her. They were doing a box and one. They were doing all kinds of different things. And even like every other trip down the court, Nebraska was switching it up. So they were yeah. trying to make it difficult on them. And at the end of the game, it didn't look like she had the legs. No, she looked um, tired. But she was shooting some long three-pointers. Yes. Um, it looks like Iowa needs uh, a, a big presence in this in the middle to kind of yeah. help bounce them out. But anyways, they ended up losing that game to Nebraska. But By the way, the coach this last couple of days was upset that they were playing music during free throws. Gosh. And I'm like, hey, you can't com- you got you got a sellout crowd. Yeah. You can't really complain about that kind of stuff. That's just what I mean. Right. Yeah, it was <laughs> you know, I'm she I will say Caitlin Clark took took a few shots there towards the end that I thought were they were not good shot selections. Even for someone of her caliber. Like yeah. I mean, it, they were they were super deep. She had kind of two people just on her. I just passed the ball. However, when you, nobody else on your team is like really doing anything to try right. to like make a play either, it, what else are you going to do except th- shoot the ball? Because everybody's staring at you, waiting for these eight yeah. points. They're not a right. team that's going to. I think last year's run was really impressive. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to be able be able to duplicate that this year. Right. My favorite thing about it, you're coming to pick up Harrison to do some youth group stuff, mm-hmm. and. Um, we have these huge windows in the front of our house, so you can see from the street what we're watching. Yeah, and you're walking up, and I'm like, "Come on in, women's basketball!" And I could see your face, and I just love it. And like <laughs> forcing you to sit down and watch the end of that game <laughs> because of the situation, right? And I thought we were going to witness something great together, and we did not. I'll be honest; if it wasn't for Kayla Clark, I'd have been like, "All right, Harrison, let's get out of here." It wouldn't <laughs> have been on. I wouldn't have been on. Right? No, I I want to make sure that we referenced that. I just thought that that was. Let's keep the Caitlin Clark conversation happening. Um, no, I, and I so. want to see it. I'm I'm a fan. I think she's it's exciting. I'm, but it's a Nebraska Iowa game. Yeah, and then right now Iowa's girls basketball team is like the varsity team, and the boys come in as the JV team. Right, like the fans leave the stadium if the games are back to back. And the Nebraska volleyball team is the winner of all their sports. Apparently, right. they had a sold out crowd for a volleyball game last year. Something like that it was nuts. Um, all right, so the Super Bowl this past weekend. Was it this past weekend? 
It was. Wow. It was Sunday. Was that? Something like that. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday or somebody Can't said miss. that once. It was a, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a great game. Uh, yeah. For the most part. I mean, the second half, I'm going to talk about the first half because the first half was not fun to watch, really. The second half was, and overtime was great. It was good football. And yeah. uh, that was a, that w- I mean, one of my favorite Super Bowls to watch. Um, obviously, I'm a Chiefs fan, so it's, there's more to that than, you know, than what, than just a regular game. But I thought, like, both sides, for the most part, played really well defensively and offensively. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. We, we were here at church building. We were in our family life center. Yeah. Um, we've watched a lot of games in the auditorium on the big screens. But this yeah. one, we had people brought in food. Lots of good food. Yeah. Um, people got creative, which was fun. Um, Nick bullets. with the shotgun shells. Those are always good. Can I say that? You bullets? can. Well, no, no, no. no. Stuff Manicotti or whatever it is. Chris Cannell called them bullets. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Chris, that's not it, dude. But um, we had an eclectic group. Lots of kids, lots of parents, some single guys. Yeah. We had some people in our that we're working with in our outreach ministry that came and watched. Um, which I thought was great. One yeah. was a Chiefs fan. It was cool to see. He came with the yeah. Chiefs beanie. Yeah, so mad respect to, to Chris there. And Absolutely. we had some really cool things going on. Um, yeah, the first half of all the playoff games, in my opinion, were teams not trying to mess it up. Yeah, that's what and it And then in like. San Francisco, second half was still a team trying not to mess it up. Yeah. And the Chiefs were like, oh, let's go win this. Right. Um, and San Francisco just looked like they were playing not to lose. And you yeah. can't do that in that yeah. situation. Now, the Lions played a little aggressively on the not to lose right. in some of theirs and maybe put themselves in a bad spot. Yeah. I think um, San Francisco did everything pretty much right, but to to win that kind of game, they needed zero turnovers, they needed zero penalties, or big penalties, and they had a, a, a key fumble from uh, McCaffrey and then a key kickoff special teams fumble that bounced off their up guy. And so those two turnovers killed them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it was... I mean, I think this is one of the thing, one of the many things, but one of one of the best things about Patrick Mahomes that makes him better than every other quarterback in the league, especially right now, is his halftime adjustments. I mean, he is, you know, that I mean, that's what Bill Belichick was good at. That's what Nick Saban was good at. I mean, that, that was what really set them apart. Is he kind of processes that stuff, then goes, oh we're going to do this and this is going to make yeah. us successful. And he also, not only does he know that he's also able to like actually implement it on the field. Uh, and you saw that. I mean, it was very clear. The chiefs look like a, com- like almost like a completely different team. The second half. And the team is completely bought into him being able to do that. Yes, absolutely. Or, there are 90% of the other teams in the league. They don't have that guy that the team's going to look at and be like, tell us how to do it. And we'll follow you. Right. They're, they're even doubters with Lamar. There is even doubters with Josh Allen. His, you yeah. know, his best receivers. Like, I don't know if he's the guy. Are you kidding me? So like Mahomes has earned that now with what three MVPs and how many he has Super Bowl championships? He has is it four or three? Yeah, no, he has he has three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. Um in being a starter for six years in the NFL. Yeah. That's insane. That's wild. He's been I mean, like, he's been the AFC championship every time he's started in the NFL. Yeah. Pacheco's got two Super Bowl wins in his first two years. That's, that's pretty impressive. And, that's As a, and there aren't a lot of Running backs who could say they've started their first two years is right in Super Bowl wins. There is m- more Jarek McKinnon in the Super Bowl than I thought yep. there was going to be, uh, but I think that was a, that was just a halftime adjustment that was necessary. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was getting rushed and I mean too many sacks in the first half, um, yeah. and Jarek McKinnon is a better pass blocker. So. I thought San Francisco played really good though. I know, like I know, like they played. Their defense they, played good. They outplayed Kansas City for a fair amount of this game. Yeah, and. 
that was and, and yeah, I mean they did. I mean they were just a better team for probably more of the game than the Chiefs were, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But the Chiefs defense held them in there so they, they kept them in there for Oh, a while. absolutely. Right. I mean, San Francisco scored touchdowns <laughs> instead of field goals, it would have been a different game for sure. Well, and your, one of your touchdowns you had to get was off a trick play with Jawan Jennings throwing the ball. And there was a legal man downfield. Um their center was downfield. They, they didn't call that. Just saying. Uh, Juwan Jennings, the highest um, recruited or the highest ranked high school football quarterback on the whole field that day. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. He th- hey, That's and, football. And he can say that he threw a touchdown yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yep. That's yeah, receiver. That was pretty legit. Yeah. Juwan Jennings. Do I mean, like, consensus Juwan Jennings would have been. Uh, I mean. Oh, I, he threw one and caught one. Yeah, right? yeah I know. Would, yeah. You, would Juwan Jennings have been, in the, been the MVP if San Francisco wins, or would it have been Christian McCaffrey? That, I don't know. That wouldn't have been. Well, for San Francisco to win, he would have had to caught a couple more passes, and I think definitely he would have been the MVP. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at odds about third quarter. I'm like, yeah. Juwan Jennings, Super Bowl MVP. Like, this could happen. Um, because he, Purdy wasn't going to get it. McCaffrey could have, but the fumble hurt him. Yeah. Be able to throw for one, catch for one, and if he caught another one, or if he ended up with, you know, 50 more yards, right. sealed the game. If he caught a huge third down at the end of the game and they put that game away, yeah, but he, they had to kick the field goal and and go up, or I guess they ended up in overtime, if they could have ran the clock out because Jawan Jennings caught a huge pass, a Valdez-Scantling kind of deep pass or something like the Chiefs did yeah. last week, yep. week before, um, it would have been a different story. But. Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey ended uh, rushing 22 carries for 80 yards, receiving eight receptions for 80 yards. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean and as long as the run was only eleven yards, it was sad to see um, San Francisco. Kittle looked hurt, Debo was hurt. Um, that really, they and they they played through the game. Mm-hmm. They were in the locker room, back out, and like get me yeah. in there. Uh, players want to play. You saw that in in Kelsey. Yeah, he was like, hey, keep me in the game. Um, there's a lot of emotion in this, and there should be. Yeah, you play your whole career to be able to play in a Super Bowl. Right, these guys, it means everything. Unless you're Cam Newton. Um, I've heard a lot of mixed conversation about that uh, the Kelsey uh, Reed interaction. Yeah. What, what, well, the hold up, Greenwell's ACL is that right? Is it Greenwell? Greenlaw. 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 Yeah. That was sad. That was Achilles, man. wasn't it? And, and that, yeah, the Achilles. Yeah. And that's that was so huge because he was their spy. Yeah. And at the end of the game, Mahomes made some big runs that changed yeah. Yeah. that changed the outlook there. Greenlaw would have been in that spot and. I mean, he's not. He's no joke. I watched. Uh, I watched a YouTube video. Medical professional looking at his, like his practice, like what how players practice and yeah, yeah. how they're on their toes or they're they're lifting weights right flat, um, with their heels down, and there are all these situations they prepare for, but they don't prepare them for like real in game movement. Yeah, yeah. And that um, that tear just going onto the field is insane. That's it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, you just and watch that, him. And oh, the excitement goodness. that he had to get on that field. He was in like a track stance, took off to get out, I and know. just buckled. Yep. Man, that's so unfortunate. I mean, that's that's the – we talk about athletes. I mean, those type of inter- in- injuries could happen at any point. Literally. Yeah. For And, like, not even in a play. Just, yeah. It just happens. Well, the yeah. Achilles, that, that'll mess with his uh, – it could potentially mess with the next season, right? Going into next season, at least. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, like he he will. I mean, genuinely, he'll never be the same as far as explosiveness. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, he might. I mean, he at might least miss training camp. Yeah, I'm sure. for sure. Yeah. Which is which is super unfortunate. Well, I say that Rogers. I mean, they're not the same type of um, explosiveness on their feet. But Rogers came back and what? 
He came back and threw. He didn't. He never came back and played. Well, no, he never came back. But I think so. I heard something. It was like twelve weeks. He was back on the practice field. Yeah, yeah. He did some sort of weird. Where but, did he? He went somewhere and got some crazy surgery and you know, he had like stem cells. But and conveniently, and age, yeah. I don't know. he he had the appearance that he could have played, but didn't have to play. So he'll have more than enough time to recuperate. So yes. conveniently, he'll be just like any other player. I think the Jets will be real good yeah. next year. Um, hey, so Kelsey um, Reed was that an overreaction? Yeah, I mean. No. Uh, well, yes. We would, did people have an overreaction? I mean, of course. There were a lot of overreactions to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, there were several. Um, that was one of them. I think it was an overreaction. I, you know why the overreaction? Because you have all these Swifties out here where they're making – you know, the aggressiveness yeah. of that. That is – that's just intensity of being in a Super Bowl. He was not happy because he felt like he could provide more for his team. Right. And he has a relationship with his coach. Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I stayed up late to watch the the – the interviews with yeah. Andy Reid, and he's like, yeah, he tried to give me a hug. You know my balance is bad, and he played it off. But he's like, hey, we have a relationship where that's okay. Right. And Kelsey said the same thing. He said, you can listen to the hot mic, see what I said, but that was between me and Coach, and we have a relationship where that's okay. Yeah. And if you've ever had – and I don't want – I don't want young kids to feel like they can go bump their coach or right. get upset. I mean, this isn't um, Latrell Spreerwell hitting the coach, right? Of course. PJ Carlismo. This is like – this is two competitive individuals, and this is almost a father and son relationship more than it is a coach player relationship. Yeah, and we all know Kelsey's fire and love for the game and his the edge he plays on because yeah. he's had the game before and lost it for poor decision making. But to, for people to say, "Oh, he may be a he may be a wife beater," he may be all these things. Give me, give me a break! It's insane. This is the competitive nature for most people who were ridiculous on their overreactions. I don't know if they've ever played a competitive minute of any kind of sport exactly. in their life. Yeah. When I saw people who have played actual sports or coached, they're like, hey, this is a natural reaction. It's not the best thing to see. Maybe the NFL shouldn't have a camera in people's faces at all times. Yeah. Right. These players have no privacy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean... I... It's like what happens in war. Yeah. War is an ugly thing. and Nobody wants it, but... For for a, a lot of athletes, it's like war out there. This means everything, and so they're going to the greatest lengths to make sure they're going to be competitive and have a chance to win because they've dedicated their life, their their body, their physical everything, their emotional th- life to this this whole year. He's I, I would love to see that fire in a competitor, and it doesn't surprise me that he was able to turn that fire into game winning plays and yeah. then win the Super Bowl. Well, you know, so he's fired up because this is the play, right? The play is that he's not on the field when Pacheco fumbles the ball mm-hmm. and he's upset because he wasn't on the field to be a part of the play. Mm-hmm. It's not like it, it's not like he's complaining about something that in my opinion is outrageous. And only and like complaining is an overstatement in my opinion. I think that he's like you said, like he's so fired up that I mean and let's be real, he is in some people's opinion, and I'm, I'm I mean, it, it's my opinion too. He's the greatest tight end the NFL has ever seen. Um, and I, why he wasn't on the field, I actually question a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. never going to question Andy Reid though. Genuinely, right. he is one of the greatest coaches of all time. So, there, wait, there was a stat that like he's, and this was I think I said it last week or the week before that like he's been in like 45 percent of uh, in his career 
of years that he's played, of years that he's coached, like 44% of the time he's been in the champion, the, like the conference championship game, yeah. which is wild. What's what's also wild, and I don't want to get away from this discussion, yeah, yeah. but the, the comparison between him and Shanahan, they have the exact same timeline. Right. Shanahan's lost, you know, in the championship yeah. games. He's lost in the Super Bowl, and people are yeah. like, oh, he's not a good coach. And then Andy Reid did the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Andy Reid went on to win a bunch. Yep. So right now they're like, they should fire Kyle Shanahan, which is insane. Which is also he is literally <laughs> Andy Reid. Well, that's still a hot, that's super young, and he's still getting to these <laughs> right. games. Like, yeah. What's another overreaction? That's, that's another, another, that's another overreaction. Yeah. Is Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, I think, coached this game very well. Yeah. He had a quarterback who could not produce when he needed to produce. And he had key players with injuries. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's not there's not much you can do in those situations. Um, I'm not going to get on the Brock Purdy hater train. Um, I thought he did really good just yet. He played he played well until it mattered most, mm-hmm. and then that's when you need your quarterback to be more. That's that's why he receives the game manager. Yeah. Moment. You saw there was one time he got he was getting blitzed. And he turned and looked afraid and just kind of like did one of these. It's the Super Bowl. You have to make a completion. Take the hit. You yeah. have to be able to take the hit. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that if he would have stood in there and tried to legitimately throw it, that he would have made the completion, but he'd had a better chance than just kind of turning and whatever. Is yeah. that the one where he kind of like threw it up the middle and it almost got intercepted? Yes. There was one. He like literally threw it in the middle of the field. I yeah. think what would have had to have happened in that situation for him to make a competitive play is he would have had to have turned and been Lamar Jackson for a glimpse. Right. He would have had to have given himself another reset moment to throw the ball. Sure. Um, I don't think he's permitted that freedom in that offense. Right. And so that's what stinks is when you get a player, then it's like, hey, we need to drive to win and you need to do whatever it takes. And then he has to then become Lamar Jackson. Right. Where Lamar Jackson, his whole experience is he's permitted to do whatever he wants to make it work, and you take the good and the bad with that. Yeah. So do you want that? Lamar Jackson didn't even make the Super Bowl, right? Right. Brock Purdy makes the Super Bowl, but he can't be Lamar Jackson when it matters the most. And it's like, well, he's not. So yeah. you don't think Purdy has the green light on the field no. when it comes to – I don't think so. I don't think he has the opportunity to say, I'm checking out of this, and I'm going to make a play here. Um, there are – not not in those moments. I don't. I didn't feel like it. No. I didn't feel like. And maybe maybe he's not capable, or maybe just hasn't permission. I don't know. That that story's yet to be written, but um, it just didn't feel like he could have changed the script and made that happen the way he wanted it. Was to. that a Natasha Bedingfield? It was unwritten. Unwritten. That was yeah. nice. That's a, I was like listening that. that the other day. It's a heck of a song. That is a heck of a song. Um, yeah, and yeah so i i I think overreaction on Kyle Shanahan he's a good coach. We don't need to like I don't think yeah. the people that are talking about that yet again that's a dumb they don't know football now, San Francisco's invested a lot of money on a lot of contracts, yes, so there's a different pressure there. I'm not saying it's like the Cowboys because I feel like management's a little more sane, but yeah it's it doesn't the the coaches get fired quicker than the players do at times, so well, I'm about to have a hot take here real quick. Yeah. I think Josh Allen to the 49ers. They're about to spend some more money. That's a chip right there. It, it, it's it's not just one. That's like four. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's unless Justin Jefferson goes to the Chiefs, and then I don't even want to watch football. And then at this that point. would be the great. Can you imagine Josh Allen, the 49ers, Justin Jefferson, the Chiefs? 
that would be next year's Super Bowl, and it would be incredible We'd see to watch. that Super Bowl for the next four years. That would be amazing. <laughs> would be I watch that? Three series. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh my gosh, it'd be so cool, but like terrible for the rest of the NFL. Yeah. Could um, you imagine as a defense having to worry about trying to tackle Josh Allen and Christian McCaffrey? No. Yeah. I think it's an overreaction too that um, Shanahan didn't know the overtime rules. Oh yeah. Well, let's they blame. Them, let's blame Usechek. Can we please blame Usechek because you cannot? I don't even care if you didn't know. You can knock it up that. in that post-game interview and say, oh, I thought we scored a touchdown, we won the game. You make your whole team look real dumb yeah. when you say that. Like, the ref said it at, the mid, at yeah. midfield. Yeah, but, I don't know if they can hear that there. Well, I think they can. Well, Juszczyk said, and he was basically Juszczyk was like, we didn't know the rules. Because today, I think Shanahan said, we had it. We had our plan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was the good, a good plan. I think they should have kicked the ball first. Right. But um, I agree. But they didn't. Um, but if they scored a touchdown and Kansas City, Kansas City, <laughs> Kansas City had scored a touchdown, now Kansas City probably would have went for two. But if they didn't, that's what Mahomes Then that said. third possession means everything, right? Yeah, Mahomes said that like if it's, they scored, if the San Francisco scored a touchdown, it's we, easy to say we, that we after you won the Super Bowl. I know that seems like it a, is. It seems like it's an Andy Reid move, though. It's a great, it's a great, it's a great call from him to say, "Hey, we would have beat you anyways because they won." Yeah. And it wouldn't matter anyway because yeah. it didn't happen, but it's enough to get a conversation out of. Yeah, I, it, there were a lot of too early overreactions, best Super Bowl ever. You know, I don't think that necessarily was in that category, but um, but it was very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Uh, across the board, I don't know. It would be interesting what's the most entertaining thing from the Super Bowl, but um, there were a lot of things that people wanted to overreact about. People overreacted about the commercials, about the halftime uh, show. I've yeah. got too many people in my life on social media. You know what? The Super Bowl made me want to just no longer have social media because people are out of control. I know. They jump, just can say whatever they want. Jump on that train. I didn't see nothing. because I, I mean, the fact that we have a podcast and we're talking about this to our 10 listeners is also part of the problem, <laughs> right? We can say whatever we want to, but, um, but there are people out there that just can say whatever they want irrationally and not have a lot of um, experience about sports or, you know, celebrities or right. music and all those things so um i thought overall everything was entertaining i thought it was done pretty well yeah i'm not a huge you know usher fan necessarily but oh, when that when um yeah comes on that um yeah. yep every I mean, piece up a town down everybody you know. stayed about pretty it. much clothed which is a plus to get the kids to watch it you didn't have to be like oh, oh i thought you were talking about we were at church everybody definitely was well no for the for the renee was coming back from richmond or something yeah. she was like you guys are watching the halftime show she's yeah. like no you're not watching i was like no it's usher we should be fine like yeah. i was sending yeah. her pictures of it and i was like no no <laughs> it was he took his shirt off once it was pretty kid friendly he did he did but every, no i I, w- yeah. I would say that it was it was I mean, there was one scene with some polls involved, and I was like, eh, I don't know where this is going right. to go. But I, right. I, I was impressed that he brought in a lot of people that mattered to him and his story and his city yeah. and his journey. And I think that was overlooked, and people didn't want to look into that. Yeah. I think a lot of people who wanted to complain about the halftime act just darned about that kind of music, and that's fine. Yeah. But culturally, that one song and the people that he had meant a lot to a lot of people, more than Reba did singing, what did she sing? She sang the National Anthem. National Anthem, which I didn't think she <laughs> did a very good job. Um, I thought Post Malone was absolutely incredible. Post Malone nailed it. Yeah, he did. And he I'm not a huge good. Post Malone fan, yeah. but I'm like, if he puts out a country music album, I'll listen to it. He sounded great. Right. Um, I think this. what's funny is the same people that complained about the halftime show being, you know, 
too provocative or whatever are the exact same people that complained about the He Gets Us commercial, which you, I think you're is, right. which is hilarious because it's you're you're take you're you're taken out of both both buckets here, yeah. and it's like, can you, are you serious? Like, can you just can you pick one? Just so pick the one. complaints were that millions of dollars were spent on a Super Bowl commercial. And right, the, or the, the comments, theological message wasn't right. Right, and I don't even care about that necessarily in this context. Right, the, the fact that people were complaining about how others were spending their money without putting their, um, you know, yeah. without their tax returns or what, where they spend their money on display. Because you want to talk about it, then you got to be about it. Right, and they're like, well, they're spending all this money, and they're not doing anything about it. Yeah, they are. They were hosting meals, they were providing food, they were giving handouts in that community. Mm-hmm. That. Um, that Super Bowl ad and the the group that supports it were doing all the hands and feet of Jesus stuff, yep. minus and maybe even washing feet, but minus washing feet. I think yep. they're, you're washing someone's feet when you're handing out food to the poor, right? Absolutely. So they're doing they were doing those things in Vegas that weekend. Right. So people were like, "Well, they could have done so much more with five million dollars." No, they were doing that, and then the five million dollars was and. we want people to not think that Christianity in America is a terrorist organization, right? Literally, I think, I think they were there are it. people right now that hear. Christianity and think we're that anyone of faith is some kind of lunatic out there. Yeah. And when you start bashing how other people are expressing their faith in healthy ways for them, yeah. because you would have done it different, just go do it different. I agree. And show love, right? Support it. And yeah. the fact that they've got billions of dollars to do it, yeah. Is that complicated because scripture tells me that having money can be a difficult thing? Sure, but it doesn't make it impossible. And the influence that that commercial has. And the encouragement that it has. I felt like in our context with a couple of gentlemen from our outreach ministry, and I want to describe them delicately because they're not just homeless guys. These are men from our church. Yeah. Right? We love them. They love us. They're our friends. Right? Yeah. I felt like that commercial being seen in the context of what we were doing together was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because we were experiencing that with them. And we weren't over there washing feet. But we were f- refilling drinks, and we were making sure that they were having a good time. And and there were there could be people who would look at that situation we're in and say, "You're wasting resources by having a Super Bowl party. Yeah, shame on you, right? Right? And it's insane to me, right? So, and we maybe we shouldn't have watched the halftime show, or maybe we should have. There, it's there's a rabbit hole of conservative Christianity, Christian nationalists out there that just need to calm down and let things. Let the good things be celebrated in a good way. Yeah. So there is a there's a company that um, they sell what would Jesus do bracelets, um, and yeah, I have one on. You have Thank one you. on. Uh, Where to get you one, James? James had one in my desk. If you want one, um, but what they also they answer that question. They have another bracelet that is he would love first, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that concept because it's absolutely true, and I think that. Not to not not that I'm trying to dive super deep into like theologically what I think that commercial the washing feet version of there were two commercials but the washing feet one was trying to do, um, but I but I believe that that's the that's the conversation that they were trying to create is that listen if you if you love first and that love doesn't mean acceptance love doesn't mean that I'm cool with everything that you're doing in your life love if you start with love you're allowed to then have this conversation about you know hey let's let's maybe look in a better direction. Let's maybe look in a different direction and you can then move that way, but people will be immovable if you choose to not love them. And I think that's the conversation they were really trying to have right. to get people to have. They weren't they weren't even trying to have the conversation for you. They were trying to set it up so you could have the conversation. And I think that that's 
like, I mean, listen, spend your $5 million on the most watched thing in the United States every year to let people have a conversation that could be about Jesus. That's money well spent. Exactly. <laughs> and the percentage, that $5 million from a billionaire, the percentage oh, yeah. is peanuts exactly. compared to what, what they have available, right? And so exactly. if you look at your own personal spending of how much hands and feet of Jesus you're using your regular spending on, you would be ashamed at how much you're wasting compared to that $5 million, but no one puts that into context. I think there's an interesting kind of thread here that I want to tug on a little bit, and I'm not going back to the LeBron, um, the greatest of all time conversation, right? Yeah. But, but anybody who's tried to convince me of that, right? If there's a, here it is, let's watch it and let's experience it. I'm much more likely to come around to that way of thinking. Like with Tom Brady, I was like, never going to be the greatest of all time. Right. It's going to be Drew Brees. It's going to be Peyton Manning. It's Joe Montana because of the championships. And then after he won his last one, I'm like, it's him. He's the guy, right? Yeah. I don't like to say it, but he is because it's yeah. true, right? And it doesn't mean it can't change. Right. But when someone tries to force the commitment on me, I'm like, no, I'm going to dig my heels in the ground and I'm going to make some kind of – I'm going to come around to LeBron eventually, I think. But, yeah. I, you know, but I need to kind of come around in my own terms. With faith things, with Christianity, with these life-changing decisions, it can't be someone telling me in a debate format what it needs to be and someone spitting hate on someone who's trying to do good, and that's going to convince me to take your side. No, I'm going to fight even harder to let you know I don't agree with that type of, sure. of mentality. Yeah. So, so debate over dialogue is insane to me. When someone says, I'm going to go to a debate and we're going to let this atheist know That's that we're wrong, yeah, I'm like, that was weird. you're just going to convince him that he never wants to be a part of what you have going on. Yeah. If there's no love in that, you are ridiculous. Yeah. Okay? Well, that's 100% a topic where you have to come to it on your own terms because you can't force you it won't be in your heart and you won't be, you know, on your mind and your heart. So you can't force that. Right. Yeah. And if $5 million spent on the Super Bowl ad converts one person to your type of Christianity, it's money well spent. Right. If it convince, convinces someone to be a part of following Jesus in a way that you don't see fit, to me, it's money well spent. Or even just living a better life. Right. I mean, so yeah. right. we're not talking about, that. it's insane to me, but trying to convince people through being a, a debater or, or, or trying to, to spit hate in these scenarios and put all these posts out there with all these articles about, hey, look how much I know about it, and they're wrong. You can't, you can't tell me you understand their thinking behind this. Right. To me, it's not, this isn't a political move. This no. isn't some kind of business decision. This is legitimately, legitimately seems like someone with a lot of money trying to do good. Yeah. And it's hard for people with a lot of money to be seen as doing good. Right. Even um, Bill Gates. Yeah. People complain about how, I mean, he's trying. And I'm not saying his way of spending, and I don't even know. Right. And there are always better ways to do it. But the fact of the matter is, he's the one with the money to do it. Yeah. yeah. So who's the one funding this that he gets me? It's the Hobby Lobby billionaire family. Yeah, yeah. And so people are caught up in the politics of Hobby Lobby. It's just like people get caught up in the Chick-fil-A politics. Well, that's their, their private life is no longer private, and everything is public, and they're still being brave with how they're managing that. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't know. It's No, I mean, it's a good conversation. I mean, this is what... This is what the he gets us people want. Yeah. They want this conversation. They want it to be had. They want it to be had well while washing each other's feet in love and starting out. That's what know, our country like needs right not now. Not coming love. in hot, right? Like, and I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose any friends. I don't want to. I don't want to isolate any um, 
people have a different opinion on me on this because I don't want to cr- to create division. But um, but I also don't I don't want to be told that I have to believe this this narrative that you've thrown out there either. Right. And it means I need to do the research, I need to check the facts myself, and I need to come to the conclusion on my own without you telling me, because I'm also a grown person who can make good decisions of faith, right? And so that's my responsibility. And if politically, religiously, socially, economically, I'm out making decisions because someone else told me it was the right move, I shouldn't complain whenever I find that I'm an idiot for following their advice. And people do that all the time. So do the research, do the fact-checking, with politics, we'd be a better nation if people just did that on both sides, but right. we don't. I mean, that's a Romans 12, like the idea of being at peace, if possible, right? If at yeah. all possible, be at peace with people. Um, the the if at all possible is, is key in that scenario, because the reality is you're not going to be able to be at peace with everybody, and sometimes it's not always possible. Yeah. So, but the goal is still to be at peace. You know, I mean, it, you cannot lose sight of that. Um, you can be at peace with someone and still disagree with them. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, and you don't have to be a social media warrior. That's not the battle that Correct. I'm f- fighting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there um, we go. Well, everybody wants an opinion, but nobody else can have an opinion at the same time. So. Yeah, my grandfather had a statement about that, but it is not appropriate for this podcast. Um, so, but another opinion that does matter is the fact that Patrick Mahomes is now being considered in the greatest of all time conversation. Yeah, I think it was too early before the, um, yes. Sunday, but now... It's a it's a relevant conversation. I want to read. So Carson Ross literally just sent me this in a text message. Yeah, and I want to read it because it's not him. This is an article. Yeah. Um, but I want to read this stat, which I think is wild. So since two thousand one, there have been one hundred and twenty five drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter, uh, uh, and there was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. All right, so this is your standard of clutch moments. Come back, yeah. Right. Um, Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them saw the team on offense actually score the points they needed. Um, Some of the quarterbacks that we know of are super good at it, like Tom Brady, who are 5 for 11, which Mm -hmm. is 46%. Drew Brees, who went 3 for 6, which is 50%. Only Patrick Mahomes is perfect at 7 for 7. That is a wild stat. We talked, what, two, three weeks ago. We were like, hey, he hasn't had to be in the situation to win at the end, but he would have. Yeah. And when we for our Super Bowl picks, I said if it's at the, if it's at the end of the game, I didn't think it was going to matter. It right. mattered more. It did. But he did what he needed to do. That's crazy. So that's under a minute. In the postseason, he was trailing, needed seven points or fewer, and all seven times he scored. That is a... I mean, that is the definition, one, of clutch, but also you're the man. Yeah. And I think that makes greatest of all time conversations, that kind of stat makes it a little more complicated for people who just look at stats or just look at chips. You know, sure. so you got to look at winning personalities. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady didn't have a winning personality. He made every, oh, yeah, both sides of the ball better because he was on those teams. But um, Patrick Mahomes is an alien when it comes to this. It's wild. Like, I mean, to, to be in the, I mean, to play in at least the AFC championship all six years that you are a starting quarterback, because um, he's been in seven, um, but he didn't start his rookie year. Yeah. Um, I believe that was Alex Smith, and then he got hurt, and then he took over later in the season. Um, and then um, to out of those six AFC championships, he's played in five Super Bowls or four. He's won three. Has he played in five? Yeah. Did they lose to the Rams? 
No, they did. Um, that was the year they lost the the Bucks beat the Bucks won with Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Um, and then last year was the Eagles lost. Right, yeah. and the Eagles won one with Nick Foles. That was, but that was Tom Brady. That was Tom Brady. Yeah, but did they did he lose in the AFC Championship that year? Nick Foles is the only, only other quarterback to throw and catch for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Other than Juwan Jennings, only other player. Juwan Stinking Jennings, yeah. who would have been the MVP. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I wanted to do this beforehand, um, real quick, um, not to super get away from the um, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, not to get a super away from the Super Bowl, super away from the Super Bowl. I did have one quick little, like, Fun fact, I wanted to see if you guys can answer this question. Yeah. Um, there are only four teams who have never made an appearance in the Super Bowl. Can you name those four teams? Four teams never made an appearance. That have never made an appearance in the Super Bowl. Dating back off all of football. In, 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 well, as, yes, since 1966. Never made, never an, made an, appearance an appearance in the Super Bowl. The four teams. Bengals? Uh, no. No, the Bengals. <laughs> They're not on the list? They lost Bengals, to the 49ers. Bengals are not on the list. Uh, right. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston. Correct. Houston Texans. Texans. Um, Titans? No, Titans lost by a foot. They lost to the, St. Louis. Oh, to the Rams. Forgetting about One all of my all time greatest yeah, Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. Did the the Lions have been there? The Lions have not been there. They have not been there. The That's Lions right. have not been they there. They did not get there with Barry Sanders. So the Lions. Lions? Um Vikings. Nope. No, the Vikings have, yeah. Sure. They haven't won. Yeah. Um, they haven't won. Two more. Um, I'm trying to think. One is a relatively new team. Is it Jaguars? It is. Jacksonville. Panthers have been there. One more. One more. Um, You say this is also used as like a term, um, which is really ironic. The Browns. Correct. Take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, yeah, that wasn't bad. We'll only play. A, we only have to play a little bit of the Jeopardy theme music behind yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> we did good. Uh, that wasn't bad. Yeah, so uh, Browns, Lions, Jaguars, Texans. He asked um, me a symmetrical helmet or uh, logo question yesterday, and I, I didn't do too bad. And I was like, was, ask that one, and I'll pretend you didn't ask. Was right, and he did not do that. I did not do that. Um, <laughs> I've seen that the boys have been finding those little things on YouTube. There's yeah. little trivia questions about. So that. speaking of. Teams have never made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, we're going to go ahead and go into our draft, which is um, greatest athletes to have never won a championship in their sport. And the rules were we had to use at least three of the four major sports, um, the four major sports being um, the NBA, the MLB, the NFL, and the NHL. In no particular order. In no particular NH- order. NHL is the greatest of those four. The NHL clearly... <laughs> <laughs> um, no NASCAR. Uh, you NASCAR can, NASCAR. can be in there. Golf? You can have golf, you, tennis. You can have yeah. any of the other ones that you want. You just yeah. have to have at least three of the four majors because I didn't want it to be women's basketball. If you want to, well, I'm all right. That's not a sport. Um, so we, I mean, the reason that I said that is because, like, the reality is, we probably could have just done in NBA. We could have just done yeah. NFL. I mean, because there's yeah. so many, right? Um, By the way, we have a fan that asked when we do nicknames again. We need to just do. Major sports alone, like yeah. NBA only, and oh right, we didn't hit on the enough, enough of them. But there's so many. We'll good get ones. there. Well, there's yes. so many good ones. We're um, new at this, but I believe James starts this week as the first pick, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you're in the middle, middle. I'm last. Yeah. All right. So this is gonna be this is gonna be tough. Tough. This is gonna be a tough list. 
Um, James, kick us off here. Man, I think I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings on this one, but uh, I'm going to have to say number one is going to Mr. Reggie Miller mm. for me. Mm. That um, is a... That's a good one though. Did that immediately it hurt did. you? Shed a tear. I'm, I'm, that's awesome though. I'll let I you mean, fill like, it in on this one. No, man. I love I love some Reggie Miller. The presence of mind. The, presence of mind. <laughs> the presence of mind. All right, Reggie Miller. Yes, and that Reggie hurts because um, he was close. Tayshawn Prince, a block yeah. away, I think, from them. Um, Lost in a really six-game series. Yeah. yeah, eighteen year career. Yeah, it's tough. All right, all right. Um, I have to be really smart because I don't want to. Because you have back-to-back after this. I do. Um, I'm going to go Tony Gwynn. Dang it, man. That's a good Dang one. And, and not even That's because... a great pick. Because I think, I think he's one of the greatest to never. I agree. So, 84 and 98, he World Series losses. Um, he's one, if not the greatest hitter of all time. I think he's the greatest hitter of all time. That would um, be my opinion. He's, he was insane. So, Tony so Gwynn, good. that'd be with the Padres... Yeah. Um, Los Fathers, uh, twenty seasons never win. Right, so. that's um, my MLB pick. You got to keep track of that. You need three yes. to four. That was a great pick. All right, that was on my list. So that's unfortunate. Um, because I know that eventually, I, there's no shot this guy's making it back to me. I'm gonna go Randy Moss. Oh, he was on my list. Um, yeah. Randy oh. Moss. The fact that he was on that perfect New England Patriots team and they lost. I mean, I thought that was a shoe in, and that was the greatest offense of all time at that point. Yes, man. I mean. Oh, that hurt. That hurt. Who they lose to? Yeah. Eli Manning, Eli baby. Manning. <laughs> Eli stinking Manning. They, uh, lost to the, they lost to the Giants defense. Um, yeah. I refuse to believe that Eli Manning had played Randy any Moss. part of that. I mean, Yeah, Randy Moss, one of the greatest NFL, I, one of the greatest NFL athletes of all time, probably top three receivers all time. Also a genuinely pretty solid dude. Went to high school with white chocolate. Um, Jason Williams, if you don't yep. know that. Jay Will. Like middle of nowhere, West Virginia. Yeah. Um, honestly, pretty. He's funny too. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, and my next pick, Barry Sanders. Mm, good one. Uh, you took two NFL in a row. I did. I he's went a two, monster. I went two NFL in a row. Sorry Holy for you guys. Cow, but you mentioned Barry Sanders earlier, and I was like, he's got to be on the list. <laughs> I mean, wow. yet again, w- one of the greatest running backs of all time. I mean, widely regarded as if he would have never gotten hurt, would have been the greatest running back of all time. I mean, and what's funny is I watched the whole like docu series on him. Yeah. If he would not have been as good of an athlete as he was, he probably wouldn't have gotten hurt, um, because the way that he was tackled, the, the, like he consistently tried to fight through those because of how strong he was, yeah. and he broke through a lot of them. But if he would not have tried to fight through that tackle, he would have not gotten hurt. And that sounds like another. Do? I'm not going to mention Very this person's on. name. Um, they had an unfortunate injury, right? But I mean, I I, I had to those I had to get those in because did both you did you have to? I had to. You those have to. I, those, those were those were those were one in three on my list. Randy Moss was so, one on my list, but I went Gwen instead. Well, I was gonna go. Yeah. I would Gwen was number two, yeah. so I would have taken Gwen. All right. Um, so it's so my number two. It is. I'm going NFL before they run out of options that I've seen play. <laughs> um, Dan Marino. Oh, there it is. Yes. There um, it is. Dan Marino, 84 season, lost to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Um, I think Dan Marino, if he'd won a Super Bowl or if he had had a chance to maybe win two, right, would. Definitely be greatest of all time conversation. Yeah. But he has a hard time breaking the top five in that conversation for a lot of people. Right. Because of the lack of Super Bowls. Yeah. So Dan Marino, um, also one of the greatest of all time actors. 
pet detective. They talked oh. about that. Um, they, they interviewed him the other day, and he said that um, Ace Ventura pet detective, that he was like, I'm not sure about this, but when he, um, when he read the script, met the actors, he was like, this could be funny. So he right. said, just pay me up front, and I won't take any royalties. And he said in his career... The, one of the biggest mistakes he's made is not taking royalties from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah, true. So there you go. <laughs> Dan Marino, funny. number two. All right, James. That's a good one. Um, I am going with Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Uh, he's 22 not an year career. I, I mean, to believe in this. most home runs, single season home runs. Made it to the series once. Terrible human being. Uh, <laughs> went eight for 30 with four home runs, two doubles, 13 walks in the series, and fell in seven games against the Angels the one time he went. He's so fresh. you're mumbling, He's Roman. Fresh. You're all, also okay with all the steroids in I'm sports. Cool with, I'm cool with all so steroids. So is this a because you just didn't like the team that he played for? I hate the Giants. Yeah. Um, okay. But, he, but you cannot deny. If steroids aren't an issue, he is a, a monster. If steroids are not an issue, if they were not a part of the rules – yeah, he's incredible. Okay. Okay. He's incredible. I will willingly admit that. Um, but there were rules in place, and he intentionally broke them. So, sorry, you don't get any of that for me. I just wish that we would accept steroids now. Sorry, James, my bad. It's a good pick. Very it, He. It's a good pick. Yeah, it is. Don't be, don't be a hater. On I'm just here. bitter because Mark McGuire deserves that more than he does. Yeah, true. Um, you have a new Mark McGuire Wheaties box up there. Thank you, Nick Glass. I think it was sick. Um, Eat it. Yeah, absolutely not. All right, my next pick is going to Allen Iverson. Uh, hometown boy. Hometown hero. Yeah, well, we're not in Hampton, but close enough. Close enough. One of the best, in my opinion, small scoring guards ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. He did. Uh, they lost to the Lakers the one time he went. And, uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate. <clears throat> hmm. That makes my journey. It's a great pick. Um, Charles Barkley. NBA. I mean, I had two uh, NBA players in Allen Iverson it. and Charles Barkley. I'm not a Carl Malone fan necessarily. Um, I think there are other players on those Jazz teams yeah. that um, I would mention before him. Yep. Charles Barkley, um, finals appearance in '93. Um, closest call. Phoenix Suns lost to the um, lost in the game six, 99-98. Um, he he had an average of 27.3 points and 13 rebounds in his only finals appearance. He was one of those that when he joined the Suns, people were like, all right, we got this. And I don't think he was washed up at that point, not like the Carl Malone to the Lakers yeah, or some yeah. of those ridiculous takes. It just never happened. And I do love that when he's um, doing um, announcing and stuff, that people still give him a hard time about having zero championships because right. he talks so much trash. Of course. So you get these guys that just give it back to him in that way. But Charles Barkley – that's my that's my first NBA. So I got an NBA, I've got an MLB, and I've got an NFL. So I've already completed the you've completed it the hard part. All right. Um, my third pick is going to be Ichiro Suzuki. Oh, that's a Ooh, good that's one. a good one. Um, he so like I think the the cool stat for him is that like on his tenth plate appearance, he got his third hit, and it in his career his batting average never dipped below three hundred after that. Yeah. So like that's wild. Yeah. That is that's when you know. That you're up there for great, one of the greatest heroes of all time. I mean, he's not Tony Gwynn. Um, I picked Tony Gwynn before I pick Ichiro, but Ichiro is incredible. Um, he's also just genuinely a good human being. I mean, there's yeah. nothing, there's there's literally nothing bad to say about Ichiro. I'm surprised more players aren't emulating his style of hitting. Right, because he's a contact right hitter. Yeah. He, I mean, it's a, it's a non-traditional sort of approach. He's not trying to get um, loft angle and home runs. He's uh, 
I, I would I would love to see like I see this more in little league baseball, where that yeah. that international style of hitting is actually taught more across the board because when you're not trying to hit home runs with young players, you're getting them on base. I I, I loved his style. Yeah. That's a great pick. No, I. Uh, Big Ichiro fan. That's a jersey that I need. I need an Ichiro jersey. Yeah, that's, that's a good um, one. And I'm going to go, man. All right. Uh, this is going to be potentially controversial, but I'm going to go Michael Jordan. Uh, <laughs> never won a – I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Never won a Major League Baseball championship. Um <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's that's your pick, right? <laughs> no. Yes, that's no, your pick. No, it does not, it does not count. No, because you're going to potentially take one of mine now, so that's you. <laughs> no. then. On to the next one. Uh, no, I'm going to go John Stockton. Yeah. Uh, John Stockton, I mean, yet again, I mean, greatest greatest passer in NBA history, I think. I mean, I, I he leads the league in assists by a ludicrous margin, um, which, you I mean, you got, I mean, and almost all of those are to the mailman. So, like... It is what it is, yeah. old Betty. But like, I think he like I love the traditional point guard look. I think he perfected it. Um, and there are some stories about about him that like Gary Payton was like was super respectful of John Stockton, which is so weird because he never was anybody. Trash talker, yeah. Um, but John Stockton was just man. He it almost seems old school. Obviously, it's old school now um, by how point guards play. But I, I love a traditional point guard look. Rondo talked about how he looked at John Stockton a lot to figure out how to play the game. And so I think, I don't know. John Stockton, I think, needed to be on the list. He also deserved a championship. Uh, way more than Carl Malone did. But, you know, whatever. So okay. I'll say it. Uh, by the way, that means I have, I think I've done it now. I have Major League Baseball. I have, yeah, MLB, NBA, and NFL. So, yeah. Where's your NHL pick? I have one actually. Good if luck. nobody takes it, uh, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, have I'm any. not taking it. Um, I'm going. I'm going to golf. All right. There I'm hitting go. Greg Norman. Good old oh, shark, yeah, man. So, um, and as far as U.S. championships, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he he finished second five times, mm. and um, he had he had a few heartbreaks in there. Yeah. But as far as like, um, he never won a major. Not on the U.S. soil. Really? So I don't know if he won the British. Yeah, he he has a he has a major somewhere, but like that's he, what's he complicated about tennis and golf, right? Is like you could say best player to never win the Masters, right? Or best player to never win the um, Wimbledon because they have so many different. Yeah, yeah, so they have so many different ones. Yeah, which is fair. But I think. Um, but I for think him to finish second five times, and and that really affects his legacy. Um, so yeah, Greg Norman, I think for golf. For me, when I think about players that are kind of undersold a little bit, he's that guy. So that's my fourth pick. That's a good one. Golf, Greg Norman. I'm going to go with Tony Gonzalez. It's a great – he's a great tight end. Yeah. um, Currently, all-time leader in catches and receiving yards by tight end. I'm sure somebody's going to be nipping on his heels at some point. I think uh, think he's close. And it looks like he actually only won one playoff game in his career. That's wild, dude. I saw you cringe a little bit when he said Travis Kelsey, greatest tight end of all time. I saw that, too. Was Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez has been on your mind. He's up there. He's He's on your heart. Are you an Antonio Gates guy? No, I I have respect for good tight ends. I'm not going to say – I I can't list them, but – On Valentine's Day, that's a weird thing to say. Kelsey I love a good tight end. Yeah, Kelsey (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Off the rails. All right. Um, do I get back to back on that one? You do. Yes. This is your last pick. Okay. 
Um, the last one is going to my man Denny Hamlin in the NASCAR world. Oh, I don't even know anything about it. So shout out to the uh, Daytona 500. He never this won like a. He, he hasn't won a, won a championship. Oh, okay. I don't know what that means. Um, so. He has won three Daytona 500s. Uh, he has 44 career wins. Right. And uh, yeah, he's just a man, but he has not won the whole championship. Yeah. I think of Mark the Martin season. is the yes. other conversation that it's never won. Yeah. I was looking at that the list of NASCAR too, saying maybe there's one I could sneak in there from there. But right. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't know anything about that world, so yeah, it's exciting. Well, you watch it on Sunday. I'll, I'll give you some info. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, we did right. it last year. I cannot wait. It's gonna be an annual thing. Last pick for you. All right, Corey. I'm going back to the Major League Baseball. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, yeah he was on the um, list. A great pick. He's a he's he's an iconic player. One of the most beautiful swings in baseball. Yeah, um, made zero World Series appearances, which is tough. That's so sad. Um, and then you know, with the Mariners and then the Reds, um, you know, we talk about father son playing together. I know the King Griffey Jr. and Senior did that with the Reds. Um, I wonder if his dad does that ever, dad ever win anything. Well, that's a good question. I should know that as a Reds fan, but. Um, no, I, I, King Griffey Jr. for me is one of those that I, that wouldn't have come to mind if um, if you asked if King Griffey had won um, won a championship, I would have said, oh, right. Well, and because I watched so much baseball that, at that point in my life, yeah, I probably could answer that pretty quickly because I knew he didn't win it with the Reds, and then the Mariners weren't that good of a a team. But um, right. I would have gone with Jay Buhner instead of um, Griffey. Yeah, U- utility guy. Ah. Yeah. Um, all right, last pick. Uh, right? I just get one? Yeah, I just get one. Yeah, um, hold up. Senior never made it past the AL Championship Series. Oh, all right. So, hmm. They're both losers. What a curse. Uh, all right, I'm going to go hockey here. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Um, goalie? Goalie. Yeah, all right. uh, 16 seasons in NHL. Um, he had, let's see here, I'm, like I said, a uh, five-time All-Star. He won the Vizina Trophy, which... Zima. Uh, Infazima trophy. It's just Vizina. I don't know. He was all rookie team, also 2010's all decades team. Uh, he has a Olympic gold medal for Sweden. Wow. Um, and actually, I don't never. I don't know that he. I don't even know if he made an appearance. We talked about Cup. gold medals being one of those. I looked at um, athletes that never win a gold medal. Yeah, that's probably a different conversation. Djokovic is in that conversation. Never have a gold medal. I mean, that's a wild. I mean, like I think. For you to reach for an NHL player, we should have made you take that as your first pick. Well, no. That's gross. That's, no, you, you were reading things you'd never even heard correct. of before. You're right. I mean, I knew, but I will say I I did know who Henrik Lundqvist was. Yeah, like, yeah so that's that. the only one on the list of players that I saw in NHL that I was like, I kind of right. know who that is. Nor could you pronounce. And then I'm glad we got the out of not having to say NHL players. Yeah. Well, no, no shot I could ever spell his name, but like yeah. close enough. Ooh, we um, need to do a spelling bee. That would be wild. Podcast spelling bee. <laughs> yes. I'd be so terrible at OG it. OG and a newbie. Good luck. Krzyzewski. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mike Krzyzewski. All right, so uh, and this was a... Obviously, um, we're going to start moving on to other non-NFL talk. We got uh, college basketball. March Madness coming up. Um, the NBA All-Star Game is this weekend. Um, hey, we're at Winterfest this weekend. Matter. We are at Winterfest I am this pumped. weekend. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, Gallenberg might rain, so there might be a fair amount of time inside watching sports. There could be some sports. snow on Saturday. There could be some snow, yeah, which would be so awesome. Winterfest weekend's always a blast. It'll be a long trip up there, but we stay the extra day, which I appreciate. Yeah, We watched the 500 um, last year there, and people were like, why are you watching this? I'm like, because gone, the last so. 10 laps are the most exciting things in the world, but the rest of it's kind of boring. But um, 
the the NBA All Star game this weekend. But we will have to shift gears away from the major sports. NBA is going to kind of get interesting. Their All Star game, yeah, is it mm-hmm. where's it rank with in a MLB, um, NFL? I think um, MLB is the only one that does it right. But right the, uh, before before we before we hang up here, I want to make way too early Super Bowl picks for next year, and then we'll get off uh, because already San Francisco is the odd saver to win. Um, I'll go first because. I'm clearly biased. I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl again. They're going to three-peat. Uh, I think they're going to add Justin Jefferson in the offseason, and they will become an unstoppable juggernaut. And uh, I think there's too much karma in the world for that to happen. I think someone will have a serious injury. Not saying, gonna, saying who. Wow, that's so harsh. That is, but, I mean, that's not even fair. If that happens, the Kansas City will definitely become the most one of the most hated dynasties ever. I think they're pushing that territory, uh, their dynasty, right. but they're pushing the territory of a hated dynasty because people are tired of seeing them win. I was listening to the audience where we were watching the game, and people were like, man, come on, Kansas City, let someone else win. No one wants to let anybody else win. Right. But the Taylor Swift factor this year yeah. kind of made it a little obnoxious. But once they break up, the whole world is going to hate the Chiefs. Which I think that's so. also an overreaction, the whole Taylor Swift thing. Yeah, which, it was. It's an overreaction. Let people do their thing. She's famous. Who cares? But... Um, uh, yeah, if they won it again, man, whew, I think people would start thinking about a hated dynasty. All right, so I'm still picking Chiefs because I'm here for all the hate. I'm going to call a rematch of yeah. this Super Bowl. Oh. Okay. And this is going to be strictly mm-hmm. based off what you said. If Josh Allen were to go there, yeah, yeah. I'm calling Niners. <laughs> all right, dude. I love Gosh, this so I want much. nothing to do with either one of them. Heck yes. A- Anthony Richards is going to come in and kill it, oh and the Colts God. are going to make the playoffs. <laughs> they're not going to make the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. But they're I thought you were going to say Colts is Super Bowl. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Dude. I think they're going to they're gonna be a, a pretty good team next year. Yeah. Um, oh, man. You taking um, the Jets? No, I'm not taking the Jets. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, um, Give me Baltimore. Him. I mean, right, yeah, I, what yeah. do you want? I mean, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to say Kansas want? City. You don't say Kansas City again. No, I don't think. Do you feel it in your heart though? That no. Kansas City. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but um, but I thought Baltimore was the most complete team. Kansas City went through them um, easily. If a team that this is the Eagles didn't prove this to be true this year, but usually a team that gets there and then has a couple things to figure out. I thought they did it. I thought they figured it out. I thought they were going to be better than they were last year, and they didn't. Yeah. I'm really concerned about the Eagles altogether now. I agree. I think um, it's between the Bengals and the Ravens for me. Well, don't forget about and the Lions. I, do what? Don't forget about the Lions. Mm. I know. Their coaching decisions in that last game made me a little nervous. Old Danny Campbell. Danny Letting Campbell. you learn. Yeah. So. Biting them kneecaps. So. Um, Those are some, some of the safest picks I've ever heard, by the way. The Chiefs is a safe pick to three-peat? Yeah. That's not a safe Because they've pick. done it three times. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's a safe pick. How many teams have done it? How many teams have three-peated? It doesn't matter. I'm just saying. It's, it's a safe pick to pick the current dynasty. Yes, it is a safe pick. Everybody wants to beat him. Sure. Hey, you can't beat him. Join him, Justin Jefferson. Just saying. Just filling that out. The Kirk Cousins curse is real. Uh, no team has ever lost to Kirk Cousins in the regular season and won the Super Bowl. Uh, fun fact. Just want to let everybody know. You like that? You like that? You like that? All right. Well, hey, this is a good episode. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us this week, and hopefully you are here next week. Have a good one.